Welcome to the Queer Arrows podcast. This is Alia. This is Nadia. And, and we have Ellie. Hey, oh what's God. up? Today is the musical episode. We're just going to sing everything. Oh, oh my God. Please do. Imagine <laughs> if we sing the content that we're about to talk about. <laughs> I feel like we should make a musical. About, about who, how about Ellie announces who we're going to focus on today. The, the and special vocal Special vocal. Not a guest. Yeah. Can okay? Can you imagine we had this guy as the guest? No. Um. So today we're gonna break oh a God. lot, a lot of our own rules, and we're talking about Mohammed bin Salman and why he's upsetting me this time. Okay. So this is a lot of Ellie today because Ellie knows a lot of the shit that he's been doing, like behind the scenes, and he's been doing really well at hiding a lot of it and not making. Well, it's not even that he's, so I'm going to ask you shit. And it's not, not even that he's hiding it. It's just like, it's just subtle. Like, this isn't stuff that, this isn't big flashy shit that he's doing. It's, it's basically a ton of money. So, um, Salmon, bad guy. We'll get to that in a bit for those of you who are like way out of this loop. Um, basically, Saudi Arabia has been, has been trying to get away from oil for quite a while now. They have some. Because it's running out. Yeah, the the idea is they don't want to be an oil country forever. And, you know, that in itself is a good idea. It's called the Vision 2030 thing. And they basically have, have something called the Project Investment Fund, which is a $6 trillion, T, trillion dollar fund, which is used to, for both inside and outside um, development and um, investment. Mm -hmm. um, $3 trillion of that is still yet to be invested. And... It's not just this fund, but it's part. But that is like a large part of it. Um, what he's been doing with this fund is he's been investing in a lot of corporations, participating in startups, and basically setting it up so he's invested in a lot of um, a lot of media companies, a lot of tech companies, especially Silicon Valley. To um, the official reasoning, of course, is to um, to form contacts and business relationships with these high tech companies. So they can bring back the expertise to Saudi Arabia and um, teach it, uh, teach technology and programming in universities. Uh, the one that really like got me looking at this pretty hard was a majority ownership stake of SNK. For the non-gamer nerds out there, SNK is a um, is like a middle-level game developer and publisher, but they have like some of the biggest titles in fighting games and they have a history going back about 40 years uh highlights for those that some people might have heard of akari warriors um king of fighters uh which includes the character that showed up in smash brothers lately terry and a whole bunch of other stuff uh including my favorite nintendo game chrysalis because of that because he's now the majority open owner of this company he basically has a large say in how things go and a and all the uh, all the perks that being a majority owner of a company has. The official reasoning, of course, was to provide a relationship and resources for the uh, game industry in Saudi Arabia, and you know just basically get technology exchange and expertise exchange. It's a little hard to turn down your majority shareholder, but that's not all he's invested in. Uh, some of the bigger stuff that he's invested in, and this is 
pretty public. Uh, he's invested in Electronic Arts, which publishes all like the NBA, NFL games. Uh, they are one of the biggest publishing houses on the planet. And they are invested in the tune of $1.37 billion, over 14, basically 15 million shares. And today's valuation is $1.3 billion. And Activision Blizzard, which is famous for World of Warcraft, StarCraft, and everything else they do, including uh, Overwatch, which is a huge esports game, and Heroes of the Storm, Diablo, Diablo series, and everything else they've done going back 30 years. So 7.5 million shares, totaling one, basically a billion dollars invested in there. And about 4 million in Take-Two Interactive, which is another publishing house smaller, which is a paltry $670 million. Meaning every time these companies have a good year or people do something like buy a game, buy loot boxes, they are basically helping um, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia in a very roundabout way, which, which is just the beginning of that. When you have outside investment of this sort, especially you know in the billion dollar category, it also tends to want make these companies want to be more favorable towards the Saudis, including, you know, wanting to allow foreign investment, being in sanctions, say, against Saudi Arabia or the royal family, and other such things. And why would we want to sanction such a wonderful, forward-looking, and, you know, benevolent reformer as Mohammed bin Salman? I'm just going to say MBS from now on so I don't stumble. There's the whole um, assassination of Jamal Khashoggi, the uh, whole genocide and war in Yemen that he basically was leading before he was even the crown prince. If you want to get some horror stories, please go read up about that. But it's your standard invade, genocide, and puppet government set up in defense. And he was more proactive than most. He was basically making himself useful to the king, sitting in on meetings, resolving issues between um, yeah, the public and the Saudi family. And he was very effective at that. So. Sorry, and... I'm not all eloquent. I keep. No, no, I get what you're saying. I guess what I'm saying is I think that's how they work, right? Like yeah, the, I mean, it's it's so like the royal family is so like no, large and dispersed in their power that they can just get away with a lot of stuff that people aren't necessarily noticing because it's not always the most. I mean, there's all it, to be fair, it is a lot to keep up of, and it's not a traditional political system that most Western reporters are used to dealing with. You know, they're not used to dealing with princes and kingdoms. They're more used to open. To government like you know western government affairs or or at least countries where there's the pretense of government affairs he was considered a reformer he was and he was considered to be anti-corruption and still is and even the guy he basically had jamal koshogi he had um basically murdered and dismembered and hopefully in that order uh it, this was done in the turkish consulate uh 2017 2016 uh, and koshogi had high hopes for him too and he, this is the guy who, who he had killed. And this is a part of a larger campaign of intimidation and um, control of basically Saudi-facing media and journalists and Middle Eastern-facing. As a part of this control thing, he also basically broke ties with um, Qatar because of their, basically because of their media and allowing the media to be basically anti-Saudi at times. So this is a lot, but I think the investment thing is probably the, the newest, like the more interesting part in the long term now, aside from, you know, the genocide, the war, you know, the intimidation, brutalization and torture of political opponents and reporters, you know, the whole imprisoning of people, all that, um, because this has wider implications because he's throwing around so much money like this. It makes him pretty hard 
to do like traditional sanctions too because famously he was very close with trump trump's um made sure to sell him lots of weapons for a certain war you see how this is all looping around which you know made trump very happy with him which made the u.s defense industry pretty happy with him and you know that was a lot of money in itself but the investments of basically puts his thumb on the scales and says hey you know i'm a big deal now i if you he doesn't even have to say this it's like if i'm sanctioned and i have to divest all this money goes with me and you know like i said it's right now it's just three trillion and he's another three trillion to go because of this it's like um snk korean company on the korean stock exchange but uh ties with japan it's it basically like hey if they're investing in gaming companies and other large media companies you know that would make them less likely to vote in favor of sanctioning um saudi arabia at the un united states same thing it, you know um biden famously said that um he would treat saudi arabia um as the pariah it was and lindsey graham was basically like yeah mbs is too toxic even for us he brings too much baggage this even is for us. I mean, okay, Lindsey Graham, Republican asshole. This is he's like your typical. Did he really say even for us? Uh no, it's it's powerful. Oh. <laughs> but... He's like okay. I don't believe in outing people, but if people want to do it to Lindsey Graham, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think it's it's different if you're people like, can actively... do without tangents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is Lindsey Graham on Fox and Friends back in. 2018, October 2018. He said, this guy's a wrecking ball. He had this guy murdered in the consulate in Turkey and expects me to ignore it. I feel used and abused, said Graham. A close ally, President Trump. Graham added that there's a difference between country and individual. That said that Bill Salman is, quote, toxic and, quote, can never be a leader, world leader on the world stage. Oh, I'm so sorry, Graham, that you personally felt used and abused because this is all about you okay this is not funny but while reading that quote i imagine like at first like wrecking ball coming on as a theme music yeah. and then toxic oh my god ah oh, poor <laughs> those poor songs in this context <laughs> but yeah oh, no, I'm I, 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 on a wrecking ball like in the oh video. no no i mean i would love that for our world i feel like if he no, he is, he is kind of coming in like a wrecking ball. But if he could refocus his wrecking ball, if he could do it literally instead of what he's doing, I <laughs> I support that. Um, uh -huh, okay. So y'all, I've been up since 2 a.m. Don't listen to me right now. Hey, I've done some of my best work. <laughs> That's um, being a okay, I guess, um, I guess my question is, do you think there's something that uh, like, gamers and game consumers could be doing? Like, do you think if there were organized boycotts of uh, these companies, that would have an impact? You guys, you've heard me say, basically, there's no ethical consumption in capitalism. And this is basically where it shines true. Like, every individual gamer's contribution to this pie is so minuscule. Like, even if you had, like, 100,000 people boycott, say, Blizzard or EA, it wouldn't really affect the stock price enough to, like, for him to care. The only thing, way you could effectively, you know, punish a person like this is, um, you know, through economic sanctions, which would, of course, hurt the greater kingdom of Saudi Arabia. But because he is the crown prince and in monarchies and tyrannies, the king, or in this case, the prince, is the state. They set the tone, they set the rules. So the fact that, you know, Biden, who 
said he's going to treat him like a pariah and, you know, Lindsey Graham, back when it was candidate Biden and Senator Graham still, haven't done shit about it, you know? And this is, you'd think this would be like one of the few things that Democrats and Republicans could find common ground on. But that's like how strong the money talks bit is. It's money, the money talks, the United States relationship with Saudi Arabia is old and they're not going to break it up over the, you know, a few trivial things like genocide and, you know, torturing, torture and dismemberment of their own citizens. Of course not. If money's a Money and power. Nothing will, nothing can ever Oh, yeah and yes. don't get and do not misread me on this i am not calling for like an american intervention and another you know you know middle eastern war fuck no you know nobody wants that yeah but there there can be uh intervention in the form of so there's like boycott. intervention and there's like maybe we cannot actively contribute to it yeah you know yeah yeah which but, is a form intervention right yeah it's like you could do things like sanctions or you know write a strongly worded letter to the un like anything you know but weapons to yeah. yeah or you know cutting off certain kinds of support to them like military and logistical support that sort of stuff like nothing you know that would provoke a military response but something to be like yeah we're not happy with that but no, candidate Biden did not translate any of this into actual action as President Biden. And I know I said I would be critical of Biden. Here we are. I've given him like six whole months to get his, get the ball rolling. I have been almost nothing but disappointed by, with him generally. But, you know, better than the alternative, as I said way back when. But, you know, as Biden did go out of his way to, can you, you know, court the Arab American voter you know he had me on his on his thing here we are the arab american voters um having an opinion about him so uh yeah but it's like who else can we vote for that's sort of like our dilemma as voters in america it's like but i guess okay i guess um so we all said we're gonna vote for this guy and then we're gonna take steps to like challenge him and actively resist him um Like what are what are like in regards to this? What are some steps we can take? Sorry. Well, for for example, I'm volunteering with the Justice Democrats. I'm basically putting my tech skills to work to work for them. I you know I'm just one of many volunteers, but you know I do tech stuff, and that's a valuable skill. They need people like phone bankers and phone tech and text bankers to mm-hmm. you know do shit like this. And uh, Justice Democrats, for don't know, are basically like the famous squad Democrats, uh, Ilhan Omar, Ocasio-Cortez, those ladies, the awesome ones, the ones who finally made me feel like I was represented. I almost ran into AOC at an event the other day, but I like left right before she showed up. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you not? No, I, I feel like she's avoiding me because this all, she goes to like a lot of um, like Queens events that I've sometimes been there to perform at. Um, and it's always like right after I leave, she shows she up. She watches. I feel like to the yeah. <laughs> I feel like she has a vendetta against me in particular. Um, she's like, "Oh, Nadia's walking to the subway. I can, I can come out now." It's like, did you hear that shit Nadia was talking about us? No, I mean, Nadia doesn't talk shit about AOC. I mean, sometimes I do, but like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't I mean, know, like of, of elected officials, like. Up yeah. there on the list of ones I like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
but yeah that's that's kind of the problem with guys like this is you know they're they're too big to um sanction they're they've embraced liberal po like you know capital l liberal politics where it's like you know open shit up to business make as much money as possible never mind like anything else and i just feel gross remembering how like this was this would put me in the same camp as the neoconservatives like t like 20 years ago they're like we can't do business with these bad people we have to i'm like no let's let's not go there it's a bad place i i mean but it's what needs to it's what should happen in a better world, but but I guess like what he really just evokes in me is like it shouldn't, but it's like disappointment. You know, originally he was seen as like maybe going to make things better for like women, and then he like you know letting women drive, and then he realized oh hey the feminists want more than that, and then he just imprisoned and tortured a lot of them, and that's that's kind of how it is, you know. Yeah, I think the whole I mean not that driving is not a real thing but that that seems so set up to yeah. appeal to a western audience like that's so stereotypical mm -hmm. like everyone knows about oh saudi women can't drive but, mm -hmm. but you know steps to say feminists are concerned about like divorce laws and material conditions and no one cares. yeah the guardian system no one cares. but yeah internationally they made the driving thing such the focus and then it's like this is like I, I bet they I, I I and it was very classist only very high class like the upper upper class it makes me think they're gonna pull really? another another publicity stunt with like dress code oh you know yeah. oh um they actually did that. that they actually revoked the uh religious police's um, you know authority to basically har harass people in the street over their clothes this was like I think I want to say like a year two years ago Maybe three. Okay. I mean, I, I, mean, I can't great. say that's not a good thing, right? Right. But yeah, it's... it feels very strategic in like what is being watched globally. So I feel uh, like 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 Western audiences have such an obsession with like first of all like what all women are wearing, yeah. but like what Saudi women are wearing. Mm -hmm. um, that I think they could pull like a massive stunt about that while well, that's what they've been some other feminist concerns. Yeah, yeah. Which I think they're on that track. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's because that's what he wants. He wants like Saudi Arabia to be this, you know, seen as like a leader in scholarship and technology, as a part of you know the Vision Twenty Thirty program. And part of that is getting away from a lot of the strict, like super strict uh, stuff that makes them look bad, but yeah. they can't like loosen things up too much to upset like the religious conservatives, and they don't want it. You know, of course, identity, abandon their identity as a Muslim kingdom on paper. Yeah, I think they also with tourism. It seems like they're trying to pull a, they're trying to pull a UAE. Yeah, like, like they opened up that theme park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just put put like resorts on top of your kingdom, and then yeah, and, and they've been trying to get like a lot of the gamer crowd because apparently MBS is a huge was a huge gamer back in the day. Like that's why he's specifically yeah. investing. Can we yeah. go back to just like as a gamer? How do you feel about that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm pretty sure he would be right at home with the gamer gay. You know, women don't play video games. Crowd. Oh, I wish you would just go back to gaming, focusing on that, not doing other shit. What if I feel like he could just get like a power trip over like moderating a Discord or something? Yeah, let's let him do that. <laughs> Give him that at least, and then tell him to stop doing everything. MBS, I offer you this trade. 
You step down, yeah. and in return, I let you moderate our Discord. That's that's very generous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is there's... this the like intelligent political commentary people came here for? No, yeah. nope. I mean, if they if they wanted intelligent political commentary, or you know, deep deep fact dives, we have. We'll be posting some of my notes with this, including the sort. Some of the sources I looked up on this, including that is this really awesome uh, Dateline documentary on who is Mohammed bin Salman, which covers a lot of the background stuff, including his rise to power, his reformist hopes, of course, um, his, assass his assassination, briefly touches on the whole genocide, his, his whole thing uh, with Trump, and it was posted in 2019, so obviously the timeline stops there, but... There's also a few Reuters articles t talking about um, the public investment fund, and uh, of course, his Wikipedia page is an excellent. You know, get a general idea of what this kind of dude this is. That's like how I found out um, he was a gamer because that's like mentioned at the end at his at his personal life. If anyone wants to write some fanfic about MBS and then share it with us. Chuck Tingle, write the MBS fanfic I need. Bad shit that happens to him. I don't know. What was sure, the, we didn't find out what was with him and Lindsay Lohan. That yeah, what up. the fuck was with him and Lindsay Lohan? Did that come oh, up in any of your research? Oh, yes, that actually came up. Um, because he's basically fronting for the um, KSA and his whole modernization plan, he has been traveling extensively. Um, he traveled to Silicon Valley in 2016 to meet key tech people, including Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. He also was an investor, um, a startup investor in Uber. So he owns stock in that. So every time... Y'all call an Uber. You're helping their stock price and thus helping MBS. You know, um, he's also met with a lot of politicians, business people, Hollywood stars. He met Trump. He met when he was candidate Trump. Uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton, Henry Kissinger, Michael Bloomberg, H.W. and W. Bush, um, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos. Hacked his phone, by the way. Good on him for that. Wait, who hacked whose phone? MBS um, had his security basically his security forces hack his phone see those are like two people when you put them against each other i don't know who i want to lose in the war. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's also been seen hanging out with oprah winfrey rupert murdoch um richard branson the investor not the rapper thankfully so when nadia was a kid she at camp there was this thing of two beings eating each other and just oh, disappearing yeah. and i want that to happen to those two wait i have to explain the context oh, yeah. i don't think that makes like context it was a puppet show week. i went to a theater camp when i was like eight and we had to like make puppet shows um and one kid like made one puppet that was britney spears and the other puppet that was a dinosaur and he was like this my play is called when Britney and a dinosaur eat each other at the same time, and then like basically like he holds up the puppets, they start like chopping, and then they both disappear. And I keep thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. So we need MBS and Jeff Bezos to do that to each other. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, he, the results of the hack was he was he knew about um, Bezos's affair with a woman, not his wife, before like the general public did. So spicy. Also, free Britney. I'm sorry that we brought her into this. It was just for context of like. You know what? I wonder if they met. They yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I did not free explore Britney. the MBS I and. I did not explore the MBS and Britney Spears connection. I don't know if they have one. They. It doesn't look like they do. 
So yeah. even so even harder now. Free Britney. I don't think she would willingly want to chill with him. He's also been hanging out with uh, the Hollywood people, including the mayor of L.A., Eric Garcetti, I think, of Los Angeles. I'm sorry. Michael Douglas, the actor. Morgan Friedman, again, the actor. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Really? Why? Uh, okay, little side note. Wrestling is kind of a thing in Saudi Arabia, and they go out of their way to basically have the WWE, you know, which is formerly the WWF for your old school wrestling fans, uh, come to Saudi Arabia and do shows for them. Add Vince McMahon to a person who profits off this. And for those who don't know, Vince McMahon owns w WWE, which is the Wrestling Entertainment Corporation, and who was, whose wife was tapped by Trump for like some business affairs post. Like, you, you, this is literally like this, this great big stupid ball of Trump money and MBS at the time. Yeah, it's like all these people, you know. Um, he also visited the UK, where he um, hung out with Theresa May, shocking nobody. Uh, Elizabeth II, Prince William, that's where my notes end. Those were the interesting ones for me. I will but... say this about the Saudi monarchy. Like, if we're gonna just, like, fetishize monarchies for the drama, why do we always pick the British one? Mm -hmm. Why do the British monarchy shows draw so many people in? Because they won't have you tortured and killed for laughing at them. Okay, but like, what but... if it makes it a little bit more exciting? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's like, okay, so for a while, um, Saudi Arabia is like, basically, social media platform of choice was Twitter. It was, quote, called like the Congress of Saudi Arabia. But well, and then MBS did some hacking of that. Yeah, uh, basically, he supposedly compromised or hired a Twitter engineer to provide them backdoor access to private messages on Twitter. And then his communications affair minister basically <laughs> set up a bot, a botnet to harass and stalk people online. So they basically, they had full access to, or like a lot of access to Twitter's backend for a while until supposedly they fixed that and fired the guy. The guy who got fired then got a job in Saudi Arabia working for guess who? It'll wow. come to you, I swear. Lindsay Lohan's boyfriend. Uh, yeah. But, well, thank you for bringing all. Of, I, I, the, when you first told us about this connection between like the gaming industry and MBS, I was blown away. Um, Look, this is what my ADHD mind will do. It'll find like this one little interesting string and then like read all this crap and tell you like how much money he's thrown at game publishers, which the short list alone here that's like five companies is one, two, three about four billion dollars that's just an investment money that's not like them buying stuff that's like here take money and make more money with it <sighs> and it's a lot of you know quote soft power it's he doesn't have to say you know i don't want sanctions on me it's more like everyone around him is like if, if he's put it like on a state department list like all these companies had to divest and make sure they're not doing business under penalty of law because, you know, them State Department uh, blocks are serious business. There are banking laws that people have to comply with and such, you know, it's... But he, he's not there. He's not on any of those lists. He's... This absolute monster of a human being is allowed to invest money and interact with, like, real people like he was a real person. And that's the sad part about all this. Yeah, the Morgan Freeman is, like, cool. Like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't like, yeah, I got to meet the Saudi Prime Prince. It's like, oh, he wants to meet with me. Which... Yeah, that's fair. 
But I, I, I have been surprised by, um, I don't know, I won't get too specific, but just like various instances of where people are excited to meet like a head of state just because they're a head of state, even though they've done such yeah, egregious human rights abuses um, and they still think that's something to be proud of just because it's I mean, it. it's, there are if I personally were like at some random event and saw Mohammed bin Salman there, I would probably like be polite to him because, you know, one, it's this historical figure and two, like being an asshole to him while being intensely personally satisfying, you know, what would that do? Right. Yeah. There's one thing where you're like polite out of like obligation and or fear, but there's, I don't know. I think I, I've heard people like take pride in the fact that they've met so-and-so. Right. Where like I was that. like, I think I would take shame in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, we, like we that. did meet, um, I think it was Madeline Albright. Um, remember when we met Madeline Albright for the, yeah, yeah like, do we agree with everything she did as a uh, secretary of state, you know? Like, fuck no. You know? Like, most... I don't know if this is equivalent, but... I know it's not equivalent, but it's like, this is the... Yeah, I guess I'm saying it's like some people, I don't know. I mean, I I know there's a difference between, like, meeting people and, like, actively endorsing them. Um, And and taking their money. Right, right. But even on, like, I don't know. I think there's, there's... I've been surprised by how many people think it's something to brag about. And something to, like... I mean, I literally just not, I literally just not name dropped Madeline Albright, so. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> Example A. <laughs> I I get it. I get why people take the money. I t- get it because you know in capitalism, if they don't take the money, he's just going to take it to another to their competitors and invest it there. The problem is, is taking the money shouldn't be on the table at all. But that's and that's what political systems are for. But you know, hey, we 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 have a failure of a political state here. Even when the quote right party is in power, this is the part where I apologize for ever bringing this up. It's like, what what was the point of this? No, no, I think it's it's, um, important. it's important that people, you know, people can make their own choices about what they consume, but I think just making things more transparent is important, right? Yeah, it's like because half of this is an image game. Half of this is that people don't know um, that like how. Yeah, like, and, and some people think, oh, he's just the king of this like backwaters place. No, it's there's a lot of money in this quote backwaters place, and they're endeavoring to be more than an oil nation, which is good for the people, but also gives you know the royal family one of the last absolute monarchies on the planet, like unprecedented power on the world stage. Like the fact that he has you know six trillion dollars to throw around. You know, that's enough to buy like the entire presidential election, presidential election um, advertising budgets for both parties, like a hundred times. So. I think we all okay. For context, it's ten thirty p.m. Alia has been up since two a.m. Yeah, I'm gonna edit out. Um, I just, I, I just want like people listening to know this. Yeah, to um, know our circumstances. Also, by the time you hear this, there's a lot of me that will be edited out, which is yeah. for the best. And just for context, we are publish- we are recording this on July 14th, and earlier this month, uh, the crown, the prince's brother, 
was welcomed to the United States by the Biden administration. They, get, they rolled out the red card and, you know, basically treated him nice. So much for the pariah treatment. Anyway, um, thank you for listening to me rant. It was very cathartic for me. I don't know about y'all, but... It was very... I think this was important, and um, thank you for doing this research and for sharing it and bringing up... He, this, this is what he specializes in, doing... Some of the most damaging things that he does is very sneaky. Even if it's like, I don't know, he, the, the magnitude of what he does and like how much he has actively harmed. I mean, what is it going to take for anyone to stand up to him at this point? It's like genocide, been there, done that. Um, yeah. You know, murder of, you know, people the West generally likes, been there, done that several times. You know, I feel like if he like does something to Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> like maybe that's. So I don't know people. I I, I you know attention. with all my like issues with Lindsay, I don't want to put her in that position, but I think that just might be like where the boundary is. That's gonna. Hey, hey, Lindsay, Lindsay, if you're listening, um, do you want to redeem yourself in Nadia's eyes? <laughs> that's not what I'm that's just not saying. What I meant. I'm just saying like what what can get people to care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's what absolute power looks like. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to The Queer Arabs. We're on um, thequeerarabs.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Queer Arabs. You can reach us at um, thequeerarabs at gmail.com. Please listen to us on your favorite podcast platform, Stitcher, Apple, Google, Google. What's that other one? Spotify. Or you know, you can listen to it on our website. You know, that's that's the thing that actually shows up in our stats. But whatever. <laughs> or you can not listen to us. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. You know, we're not, we're not the police. We don't, we're not the Hotman Bin Summit. We can't tell you what to listen to. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> okay, can you send me that part where it's like you were that ambient? <laughs> Swinging in the backyard, pull up in your fast car, whistling my name. Open up a beer and you say get over here and play a video game.